0: Hi and welcome to the Baby Sleep Magic Podcast. My name is Chantelle Murphy and in today's episode I'm actually going to be answering your questions. Uh, Recently I did this and since then I've just been inundated with more questions. So today I'm going to be getting two of those most common questions and I'm going to be answering them for you here today. The first question is how to get your newborn to have a nap and the second question is my baby is waking often through the night but can self settle. So, I will be touching on those as we move forward. So, the first question in regards to getting your newborn to have a nap this is very common. And the biggest thing to watch and to be very mindful of is your newborn cannot stay awake for very long. Newborns have a wake window of anywhere between 45 minutes, brand, brand new, to 60 minutes maximum. And I'm talking newborn, so zero to six to eight weeks. As they get beyond eight weeks, their wake window will start to grow a little bit more towards the hour mark and then as they get to closer to three and four months it becomes an an hour and a half but in particular new brand new newborn babies are really only capable of staying awake for 45 minutes to 60 minutes at the most and in that time you actually need to ensure that they feed they burp they if you've got time they have a bit of tummy time and they also go back to sleep in that time as well so if you know your baby is only capable of staying awake for 60 minutes at this point you need to do all that and get your little one down before the 60 minute mark if you miss the wake window here this is where you will probably find it quite difficult to get your little one to sleep now you'll have to resort to possibly feeding to sleep bouncing on a ball rocking singing, dancing, in the car, in the pram, motion, you'll probably need to do anything you can at this point to get your little one to sleep because you've missed the window. Timing is absolutely everything at this point. So I would advise if your little one is beyond six to seven weeks of age, take your little one into the room where they're gonna be napping. And ideally it's gonna be dark. Anything under six weeks of age, you wanna nap them in a light environment so they don't get day-night confusion. However, once they reach six, seven weeks, that should be eliminated and you can start to nap them in a a darker room. It doesn't have to be pitch black at this point. It's still quite young, but take them into the room, have it dimmed and have the white noise on. That's my second biggest tip at this age, timing along with white noise. The white noise needs to be substantially loud. Your baby in the womb was used to 90 decibels 24 seven. If you can get white noise, whether it's on your phone or through an app or through a Bluetooth speaker, and if even if you put a decibel measure thing on your phone and you can measure it that way so you feel confident in what you're, you know, having your little one is sleeping next to. But as an example, the white noise I use on my phone at its loudest setting is around about 68 decibels. So it's completely fine for you to use with babies, with newborns, have it on for the whole nap and even through the whole night because white noise is really soothing and beneficial for particularly young babies and swaddling is also equally important even if your baby fights being swaddled that means you need to swaddle tighter they like being swaddled when they're in the womb they were really snug they were really tight you need to recreate that even if they're going to fight you The reason they might fight you is because they're overtired, so snugging them really tight and getting them down at their appropriate wake window is going to be absolutely crucial. My last and major tip as well on top of all that is food. Your bub will need to be full and content before they go down for that nap. Now given the fact that they're only capable of being awake for a small amount of time, You really only want to ensure that they're feeding for 20 to 30 minutes at the most because any longer than that they can be using you as a dummy or a prop and they're not feeding sufficiently you want them to feed well and you don't want them to that babies tire early especially newborns they don't have the stamina to feed much more than 30 minutes so anything after 30 minutes they're not feeding properly so cap it at 30 minutes And then you spend the next 20 minutes, depending on the time, depending on the age of your little one, doing a little bit of active playtime on the floor, a little bit of playtime or a little bit of tummy time. Obviously a burp needs to happen in all that. And then change nappy, go into the bedroom, spend a couple of minutes doing wind down. And that means wrapping your little one up, giving them a cuddle, getting them sleepy, getting them drowsy on you, completely fine. And then putting them down before they get to that the 45 minute mark or 60 minute mark. So that's really important when it comes to newborn sleep. And in regards to their nap times, look, because of their age, a good nap can be 20 minutes, a good nap could be two hours. Every day, every nap will be different until they get to 12 weeks, three to four months, where you may start to see a little bit of consistency. But even then, you're still going to experience cat naps from time to time but it is completely normal and don't think your baby's broken if you're just getting 20 minute naps, 20 minute naps, 20 minute naps. A big part does come down to hunger. If they're not completely full and satisfied when they go to sleep, chances are they will wake up prematurely because they're due for a feed or they're hungry. So you need to be mindful of feeding or whether you're breastfeeding and if your supply is well enough and all that kind of stuff. That's a whole nother rant that I could go on. But in regards to yeah, your newborn's napping times, Don't put too much pressure on yourself to try and get that hour nap or to try and get that two hour nap at certain times because it's just every day is going to be different. And if you need to wear your baby for some naps, wear your babies for some naps. You know, don't beat yourself up. If Look, my rule of thumb is if you can do one or two naps in the cot or bassinet, then do the rest any way you can, whether that's on the go, in the pram, on you. At the end of the day, you're human. You've got to go out. You've got to live and you don't want to put too much stress on yourself about sleep, you know, with the newborn. It's just too, you don't need to do that to yourself. There's already enough going on. So um, I hope that helps. And I hope that answers any newborn people out there that are experiencing challenging naps. Okay, so the other question that I get asked quite often is my baby's waking through the night. And in most cases, some babies are already capable of self settling. And this is like a new thing that's happened. So more often than not, the questions I get asked or the messages I get is my baby's always been a good sleeper but all of a sudden he or she's waking up quite frequently from 9 p.m. and hourly through till 4 or 5 in the morning so generally when this happens and your little one is already a decent sleeper or can already self-soothe themselves um, generally two things come to mind to begin with teething is the number one forefront that comes to mind um, along with hunger Overtired, undertired also plays a part here, but the two big red flags that I see more often than not is teething and hunger. And unfortunately, what you probably find with teething is, especially breastfed mums, is the only way to soothe them and comfort them when they're in discomfort is to offer them the boob. And that might be every hour or two through the night when they're not quite themselves. The only problem with that is they might only be on the breast for a couple of minutes here and there, but what happens over the period of 10 to 12 hours through the night, they're getting a fair bit of milk over that time. It might not be chunks of milk at any one time, but a couple of sucks here and a couple of sucks there over the period of 10 or 12 hours, ends up being a quite a lot of milk through the night. And therefore they wake up in the morning. And in some cases, they're not overly that interested in milk or breakfast because they've had half a liter of milk over the last 10 hours. And that's where this catch 22 can start because they snack through the day, they don't have amazing food through the day, they're not that overly interested in milk or food through the day. But then when they go to bed at night, they wake up at nine or 10 and then their snacking begins and their cluster feeding begins. And so does the calories because they're what they missed out on through the day, they're now making up for at night. And then you kind of get stuck in this catch 22, even when they're not teething, you're back to feeding or comforting feeding all night long. And it can either start from a growth spurt where you know what you're currently feeding them a week ago, no longer not doing the trick, um, so they're making up for calories overnight because they've gone through that growth spurt or they're teething and when they're teething they go through bouts of discomfort and restlessness and cat naps and they just overall grumpy miserable clingy needy and they need that comfort this is where you can use pain relief to your option if you know they're genuinely teething and they're genuinely out of sorts especially if they're good sleepers in the past use the pain relief to your advantage go in there you could even cuddle them but in some cases cuddling them just won't work for a long period of time you'll cuddle them you'll get them back to sleep you'll put them back down within 20 minutes an hour unfortunately they'll wake back up and that's still even the case when they get breastfed back to sleep because it's just not taking away their pain you might be comforting them during that moment or even that 10 minutes or that 15 minutes but then it just doesn't last long enough so that's probably what I see the most with, whether it's with my own clients or whether it's with a lot of the DMs that I get, a lot of mums experience this. They generally have good sleepers up until a point and then they will wake up restless and then you do what you've got to do to get them to sleep. But unfortunately over a period of a few days, it creates habits and generally it can lead to extra feeds, whether it's boob or bottle and therefore your little ones calories are kind of mixed up they wake up through the day and they're not that interested in food but they're more interested in snacking all night so how to battle this how to manage this Um, offer feeds through the night absolutely doesn't really matter what age they are whether they're an 18 month old baby or you've got a six month old baby not the end of the world what you want to try and do is minimize the amount of feeding they're having through the night if it's not necessary so if they're on solids they don't necessarily need to be having a huge amount of milk overnight. I would be advising, if you can, do feed through the night, but try to make them four hours apart. And once you get to four hours apart, and that's consistent, what you want to start doing is reducing the amount of milk you're offering at that time. So as an example, if it's 120 mils to start with, you would start to reduce that down to 100 mils, then down to 80, then down to 60, and so on and so on. Once you're down to 40, then you can replace it with water. If you're on the breast what you want to do is reduce the time on the breast you know time at first so you can kind of know where your starting point is and then reduce it by a couple of minutes each time after that now with with the weaning process ideally what you want to try and do as long as you're seeing some consistency is reduce the milk whether it's boob or bottle every three to four days so you know, like I said, it would be 100 mils for three days, then 80 mils for three days, and then 60 mils for three days and so on and so on. If you wanna prolong that process, you can definitely do that. There's no rules as to how this has to be done. This is just giving you a little bit of an example and a little bit of an overview of what you may be experiencing in the event you had a good sleeper and all of a sudden things have gone downhill. And like I said, it's generally related to growth spurt that thrown things off, off whack a little bit, sickness, teething and regressions which throws things off whack a bit and then all relates back to hunger because they're kind of their calories are a little bit off point so I hope that gives you a bit of an overview of what you might be experiencing And hope it also gives you a bit of an overview of how to rectify it or how to manage it or how to treat it and in the event that you 100% know it's teething and you go and do the the pain relief you are probably not going to just be able to do pain relief and put them straight back in their cot and walk away. That's just not going to work because they're going to be clearly quite still in pain, discomfort, cranky, miserable. So generally, and what I did as a mum when my boys were going through teething, I would go in and offer the pain relief. I would cuddle them. I would sit in the chair in the bedroom in the dark, But cuddle them and i'd probably spend 15-20 minutes cuddling them until that pain relief has kicked in for bubbers over the age of six months what i used to do with my boys when they got to that age is i would take in a sippy cup of water with me offer the the pain relief in the bedroom offer them a drink of water and then just cuddle them until they were calm and if they fell asleep on me no big deal and same with you guys if bub falls asleep on you no big deal it's not the end of the world but what you haven't done in this process is offer extra food or extra milk in replacement for comfort because in some cases they don't need it they just need you to take the pain away so yeah I hope that helps I hope it gives you a bit of an overview of how to manage situations like that and um, yeah if you find this information helpful feel free to share it with another mum or a friend and I will see you in the next podcast